On February 24, 1978, five intellectually disabled men from Yuba County, California, vanished into the night on their way home from a college basketball game. Their bodies were found more than a hundred days later. At least one of them had survived for weeks. What made those men drive into the mountains and walk into the darkness of a freezing cold forest? And the more perplexing question, what happened to the fifth member of the group, whose body was never recovered? Presented by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why it's called Pimocide. everybody welcome to episode 298 of the art jacob blue america podcast i'm your host in the place to be already losing my voice as you can see but sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the millions and millions what the fuck is up what's up everybody guys go to caveman cop <laughs> guys go to cavemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they got the coffee beans they got the hibiscus they got the cacao butter. They got sweatpants. They got hats. It's still cold as fuck out there. Don't let the sunny weather fool you. It's still snowing in the mountains. It's actually getting colder. Yeah, it's pretty cold. It feels good, though. It's I prefer this weather than, like, warmer, rainy weather where it's, like, kind of annoying because you can't really do anything. I can finally wash my car. <laughs> I'm going to wash my car this, like, weekend. So nice. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, guys, go to kmancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. Take a picture of yourself drinking the coffee, drinking the tea, um, wearing the sweatpants, wearing the hats. Take a picture of yourself with it. Tag us. Tag them. Use hashtag whatever you want to hashtag it. Caveman Coffee. Art and Jacob do America. <laughs> I love how your fucking enthusiasm. Yeah, about I know. I'm just like, what whatever hashtag, hashtag what, you Whatever do. hashtag, you know, Trump 2024. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Caveman Coffee. Hashtag Trump 2024. Jesus. <laughs> you know, um, I assume Jesus is Trump. Hashtag Budichig for twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Ha- beat Budichich. Yeah, um, guys. Uh, yeah, use promo code America to receive fifteen percent off. And uh, tell your mommy you boo to Art Jacob sent you. Yes. And speaking of sponsors, please don't use whatever hashtag you want for this sponsor, as I'm sure she doesn't give a fuck. But guys, I need everyone to head on over to SukerApparel.com. Where the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption uh, pleasure. So check out everything that she designed. She's got shirts. She's got all sorts of things that she's put uh, her little artistic flair to. So 
load up your cart. Uh, but before you guys hit checkout, guys, I need you guys to enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you ten percent off your entire purchase. That's the one good thing about like my voice kind of like going a- going away, g- coming in and out or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it has like that radio like like Casey Kasem like quality to it sometimes. So. Yeah, but Casey Kasem. Oh yeah, he's the one who would be like. Uh, Coming guys, out of Sacramento, California, fucking the Savage Deftones. Garden, <laughs> guys. Savage Garden. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I always feel like Savage Garden was the only time I ever heard of. <laughs> I only know Savage Garden because Casey Kasem will talk about him. I wanna stand with you. I don't even. I can't. Oh, that's them. Yeah, that's. Oh, Savage I don't Garden. know a goddamn Savage Garden song besides you know. I heard. I know the name. I know Casey Kasem used to be like. Uh, here's a lovely tune from a band from, you know. San Diego, California, Savage yeah. Garden. Straight out of Costa Mesa, California High School. Like, he'd always give you, like, straight up, like, These facts. These young lads met in a college dorm rooms where they were all eating top ramen, <laughs> and they fell in love and created a band called Savage Garden. <laughs> like, I, I mean, who, Savage Garden, like, that's a pretty dope-ass name. Like, if, like, Pantera was called Savage Garden, nobody would... Blink an eye. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, a solid name for a band. And then uh, they make like the worst fucking music. Like, yeah, that's pretty fucking terrible. Dude. I only know that song because I remember I used to like when I I, I didn't even know that was them, dude. I thought that was in sync or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the same vein or whatever. Yeah. But like some girl that I used to have a crush on back like in junior high or whatever, she was all obsessed with them and whatnot. And so like uh-huh. I was gonna be like make her like a mixtape or whatever, do that like male thing. And, like, I put it on there, and I was like, ah. And, like, it cut off, like, halfway through because there wasn't enough room on the tape. And I was like, nah, no, no, never mind. I'll just throw you, it away. You can say, should I take Dracula by Rob Zombie off or the <laughs> Savage Garden? Or Savage I'll leave Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. more. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can bob our heads to this yeah. or whatever. But, Art, we're not here to talk about Savage Garden and Rob Zombie's digging through the ditches and burning all the witches. Well, how did I'm fucking fucking those lyrics up, huh? Yeah, dude. What's up dig with you? Through the Get your head in the game, dude. Dig through the ditch. It doesn't matter, burn. dude. Rob Zombie lyrics. I think he just fucking like Google's like monster, like <laughs> Hollywood monster, and like he's like Dracula, the mummy. Does he have a song based around the mummy or something? That's like probably. Yeah. Not to before we get into the topic. Have you seen his movie, The Monsters? We got about. 10 minutes into it and we turned that shit off i was like god damn and i like some of his movies that's oh, sad man bless your heart for liking some of his movies but i was like dude this is like some of the worst shit I, like it almost feels intentionally bad yeah i don't know what what he was thinking dude, but anyway literally no story to it yeah i didn't i didn't get that far where i was like this is ridiculous dude like this is just <laughs> this is bad but guys we're not here to talk about rob zombie and whether he's a good or bad director we're here to talk about. You know what? This is a case that I saw two different names. I was sold. It was like the Yuma City Five. I was like, done. That's what we're gonna title it. And then I saw like last minute. Some people call it the Yuma County Five, and I was like, what? Yeah, that's what that was what Wikipedia called it. So that's what I'm rolling with the Yuma County Five. So well, I guess we'll go Yuma County Five. But I was like, I didn't, what county? I've been calling it the Yuma City Five. But. And that's the thing. It's Yuba. And then you even texted me Yuma, and I was like thinking in my head because. Spoiler alert, we had another topic lined up for this week, but it just didn't shake out. Hopefully by episode 300, we'll have that episode for you, but I'm looking really forward to it. What is this, 298? 
298. So. Oh, perfect 300 then. Oh, yeah. Good so. thing we're saving that one for we're gonna We're going to take off our shirts and have like fucking rock hard abs and shit. Yeah. No, we're not. But um, when you said Yuma City 5, I was just like, oh, okay. Like it's going to be some cowboy shit like Christian uh-huh. Bale and uh, fucking Russell Crowe are going to be like gunfighting <laughs> yeah. out in the OK Corral. Yuma City. Sorry, my bad. Dude. Yeah, it's Northern California with a bunch of snow and stuff. Yeah. So. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, California. God's country. Be- beautiful, dude. Like, beautiful up there. I actually Googled images of that town. It looks like the most beautiful, like, little mom and pop shop type of town. It's the type of town that's like where you would hear, like, there was a school shooting at type of thing. Like, Damn, not, okay. not to like, get all dark <laughs> or whatever, but don't you always hear, like, there was a, there was a mass shooting at. It looked Yuba like City. a Hallmark Channel original movie yeah. town. Shout out to Los Angeles who just had a mass shooting That's last right, night. That's right, yeah. But anyways, enough about mass shootings, guys. We're here to talk about five young men that went missing in Yuba City, California. So you want to get into it? Let's get into it. Sure. So uh, like Art said, uh, the Yuba County Five is about five young gentlemen uh, who went missing. And I guess this is kind of also... Um, the narrative is, is this is America's version of the Dyatlov Pass incident. I guess there's another similar incident that happened like in Russia. So, all right. So, yeah, we should probably cover that one day. But I thought it was like that. How are the two things even related at all? So that one is like a group of hikers that went up a mountain mm-hmm. and like they came back all fucked up. They're like some of them have radiation poisoning. Some of them are like missing their tongues and eyes and things like that. Like people think that like, the Russians like were testing out a weird weapon or UFOs or the Yeti got them. Like that's a really weird case. I don't think this is anywhere near that. And I feel like this <laughs> totally is a little different. more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is like, not only were they like, not like hiking explorers going up one of the, uh, one of the deadliest things. Like, yeah, they do go into the mountain, you know, down the line, but not anywhere close. It was like, come on, that's a stretch, dude. Yeah. I feel like it they, they, It was some anti-American sentiment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, the U- Yuba County Five, uh, like I said, about five young gentlemen. Um, we're going to use uh, 2023 terms here. Um, all at, at certain levels uh, on the spectrum, uh, mentally challenged, if you will. Um, we had Bill Sterling, uh, 29 years old. Uh, we had Jack Hewitt, 24 years old. Uh, Ted Weir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that's how you say his yeah, name. Yeah, I would go with Weir. Yeah, Weir. Uh, age 32. Um, uh, then Jack Madruga, age 30, also an Army veteran. Yeah. And then Gary Mathias, uh, age 25, also an Army veteran. Um, both, you know, yeah. honorably discharged due to, you know, their disabilities and whatnot. Uh, the difference between um, Gary Mathias and the other four is is that uh, Gary Mathias was actually diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia, yeah. and the other four was more or less just um, just intellectual disabilities. I'm not going to use the actual wording that you'll see in the Washington Post article from 1972, uh, but let's just say the R word gets thrown around. That's, uh, I do think that the time and place is also like, you know, plays a factor into the story because... In hindsight, like I, I based a lot of what I saw on like the Wikipedia, you know, article, and then some like YouTube videos I saw, and then just and like also Jack the Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. So like on the Wikipedia, they use the uh, term intellectual disabilities, which I think is like perfect. Like that's that mm. we'll go with that terminology, um, just because it, it it is a 
it's a solid terminology. Like, yeah, I do think that the the gentleman that was uh, the hat schizophrenic, Gary uh, Matthias, Ma- Ma- yeah, Matthias, um, you know, he was kind of the outlier because I think he just suffered from being schizophrenic and mm-hmm. like, um, you know, he pretty much had that shit under wraps. For, like, he was taking medication for the most part. Mm-hmm. That you know, apparently he was he was on it and it was working and he was doing well. It is like an ongoing battle with when people never ending schizophrenic. But um, but there but there was at that time, uh, he found the, the 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 balance of medication and therapy and whatnot, and that all all five of these gentlemen uh, were involved with some kind of day program um, here in town locally. There's a, a place called Kern Regional Center that handles people with such disabilities, mm-hmm. kind of gets them um, you know acclimated to you know going out to the workforce, help getting them ready to take care of themselves because all, all five of these gentlemen had to live at home with their parents. Uh, they were called, th- th- this group of uh, guys was called The Boys. We Damn Boys. Yeah. <laughs> and to tie it all into uh, today's game, Jacob showing up with his cowboy gear. Please, God, help us beat the Jacob, 49ers. Jacob's in here. We Damn Boys. Yeah, um, but, yeah, they did They did have, uh, um, you know, I agree with you. Like, you know, they were in that program. They were very much involved in the sports fanatics. Again, like another reason why I was like, man, I can relate to these guys. They're yeah, which attracted fanatics, me to this uh, huge story. Huge basketball fans. You know, all involved in their like local like kind of like a rec league that, that they had been that had been started for them, uh, a league that was um, had sponsorships from the Special Olympics. Correct. And um, you know, this one became kind of personal. Like, uh, my girlfriend has a son who um, has autism, and I was like, it like really like it like felt like as I was doing research, like I was telling you about like down the line, there's another thing that kind of like pulls on my heartstrings, but like I was like. Man, like I, we've come a long way. I still think we have a long way for like you know, teenagers that are maturing into like, like adulthood or whatever. You know, like you know, having more programs and more ex- things accessible for for kids as they mature into adulthood. Like, you can't just throw them to the wastebasket. You know, like you have to have mm-hmm. programs like this. So, uh, I'm glad that like in the what is it, 78 78 you know there was already things like that and there should be more there should be more of an emphasis in it and like um you know more programs like this like i still i still think we got miles to go um but uh but it but i'm glad that you know in the 70s there were already programs like this oh yeah because i was like if you would have said this was in 2022 i've been like oh okay that's cool it makes sense for it to be in the 70s right yeah uh, that says something, but yeah, they were all involved in this. We'll call it a day program. I don't know mm-hmm. what the correct terminology. Yeah, I don't know it. what the correct. Uh, they but, were, oh, but, sorry, go ahead. But it was more or less for people that had like intellectual disabilities, getting them ready for you know to be adults, if you will. You yeah. Know? And um, they also had things that kept them busy because Gary Mathias also, you know, like I said, he had schizophrenia, and he would have bouts of anger where he would lash out at people and whatnot. Uh, but the, the, what they found that helped him was keeping him focused on one task, which was all five of them enjoyed was the sport of basketball. Mm-hmm. And they, like Art was saying, they actually joined a league through this program and they actually had their own team, which I thought was awesome because it took me back to like when I used to do this at the Boys and Girls Club and you would have your closest boys. You guys would be, you know, the five or six guys. They would go out and play other teams and whatnot. And they re- they made themselves a team called the Gateway Gators. Mm-hmm. And um, they were excited. They lived and died 
for basketball. You know, I was reading some of the articles, like they would share statistics on, um, hey, dude, you see, like, when Willis Reed, he got this triple-double, like, is he the next yeah, Oscar yeah. Robinson? And I was like, again, like, that's what drew me to this topic. It's like, because I very much am that guy. Yeah, I always yeah. make the joke, like, when the internet came out, I was always seeing, like, who got the most rebounds that yeah, night yeah. and shit like that. And it reminded me of me. Oh, yeah, definitely, you know, big, big stat geeks, which I think is, like, that's one of the things that gets people into sports, you know, like, mm-hmm. at least got me into sports. We've talked about it, how we're both kind of, like, really big stat geeks, and that's really cool. Ba- basketball is one of them. As a United Collective, those five boys got the nickname The Boys uh-huh. from their parents, which I think is adorable, the fact that they had um, people, like, you know, like their crew of people. It reminded me of like when you, me, and Ben, and all the Eric, we all went to go see Lamb of God in Fresno. Yeah. It, I, I had to Google how far away, you know, they'll do a trip in a minute, but how far away was that trip? And it's it was less than an hour away. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty close. But anyways, they had that collective group, the Gateway Gators. They, uh, they actually were so good that they were going to have a, a game the next night. They they had all their uniforms prepped and everything ready to go for the next night. But before they did that, they wanted to go see their favorite basketball team, which was UC Davis. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be playing down the street in, uh, in Chico, California, which have you ever been to Chico once? Dude, it's, it's a beautiful part of town, dude. Like the beautiful part of town, beautiful part of the, 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 the United state. States, the state, the, you know, our state, you know, respect to New York, respect to London. We're from California, and our state is golden. It's just beautiful. Like I, I just, I think California is fantastic. I think it's the best state in the. Well, I, I honestly, you know, Hawaii might have something to say about that, but yeah, but it's like way out there. Yeah, it's so. like Hawaii is its own. They're an outlier, dude. Yeah. They're an island. Yeah. Like, but they're in outer space somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like we have whatever you want. California's got it, yes. and uh, that is one of the most like beautiful things. Where like the redwood forest isn't that far. It's beautiful. It's green. It's lush. The air is fantastic. Um. So they decided to drive to uh, to Chico, California, to watch their favorite basketball team, UC Davis. Which I again, I was like, dude, that's so cool! Like that you have a favorite ba- college basketball team. It's another California basketball team. I dug it. I was like, cool. And they put their group of five guys together. It was kind of to get them hyped for their next game. You know, the next day. So this yeah. all tap happens on February 24th. Uh, they actually take Madruga's uh, 1969 Mercury Montego, which was, you know, to which was his his pride and joy. And they show pictures of this on yeah. the Wikipedia, and I'll post pictures on the YouTube and whatnot. Uh, and Madruga's mom actually said that, like, he treated that car like his baby, and you know, which will play into. Uh, you know, it's actually a pretty cool looking car. Yeah, and uh, he fat he fit all the boys up in there, and they drove 50 miles up to Chico. And I guess uh, Davis actually won that game. Yep. You know, and um, after the game, uh, they were last seen uh, at a downtown Chico establishment establishment called Bears Market around 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And we know this because the clerk that was, you know, closing down the store that night who was trying to close at 10, which, you know, we worked at Target. Yeah. It's always a headache, like, when a big group comes in right when you're closing. I, I would like to say, and I'm very much in favor of these gentlemen. They seem like fine young gentlemen. But that is a cardinal sin. Mm-hmm. If you go into any establishment 30 minutes before they close, you either, like, make it an in it. I mean, if it's, like, a Target, it's, like, grab your eggs, grab your milk, done. There's no, we're not figuring out Katie's present for tomorrow. Like, you're <laughs> done. You ran out of time. 
Like it's in and out, or like don't do it at all. Come back tomorrow morning. Go to Seven Eleven. It's, it's your fault, dude. Like you know, whatever it is, you know, it's fucking your fault at this point. Like mm. it ain't fucking. You know, minimum wage person does not have to stay like forty five minutes after because you couldn't decide some <laughs> shit. I'm just saying, it's a pain in the ass. That's my one public service announcement for the for the for night. everybody for the millions yeah. out there listening. Yeah. If you're listening to this, don't. You're a fucking asshole. There's a place in hell if you uh, <laughs> if you show up like thirty minutes before. But, a place but you're was. right though. That would happen to us every night. Like when we would close, like we'd close at ten, and then later on it would be eleven. There'd always be that one person that would show up at like ten fifty nine and do their fucking straight up like christmas shopping in june and like you know the manager would have to go up there and be like ma'am you know our registers are about to close well i'm the customer man. it's my it's my right that i can shop until I, I, I want and it was always an incident or whatever and like you oh said oh my god there yeah. is a special place in hell for those type of people but not to say that these boys were doing that no they were just coming home from a game as we all do right we go yeah. to jack in the box we go to in and out burger we go to the gas station we pick up some gatorades or whatnot uh, for for the ride home. Everybody does this. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming this is 1978, and this was probably the only thing that was open. Chico, not not like L.A. or Valencia, like where you're going to have all these things that are 24 hours. Yeah, so this is probably... It's a cool, small college town. Yeah, so I'm assuming this was the only place open. Uh, but the reason why we say all this is because the, the, the clerk that was closing down for the night was annoyed that this many people would come in this close to closing or whatnot. And not to say that they made a ruckus or anything like that. We're not saying that at all. But, you know, they did buy, you know, a few items for the 50-mile trip back home. Uh, I guess they bought a couple of pies. They bought a couple of milk. (laughs) Yeah. Which is adorable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, when you look at, like, what they bought, is it, like, milk and cookies kind of thing? Like, it it makes sense. Dude, I was like, all right, you, you and I were, like, we would do those trips type of thing, like, wouldn't it always be like somebody in the group would buy like a 40 ounce or some shit? Like yeah. somebody would always be that guy that's like, oh, I'm going to do some crazy. The fact that they showed up with like cookies and milk and like yeah. Snickers bar and a pie. It's like, dude, this fucking like, these guys are like legit. Like, I want to hang out with yeah, them. Yeah, I was like, dude, these guys are fucking sweethearts. Dude. Yeah, I don't care what intellectual disability you suffer yeah. from. You like basketball? You like Pepsi and pies? Oh, I'm going on a road trip. And you got your own car? It's like, dude, you, you, you actually have your life pretty set. Here's ten dollars for gas. I know, I know, dudes are not, you know, with intellectual disabilities or just like, dude, you can't even fucking tie your shoes. You're drinking a forty and it's nine a.m., bro. <laughs> you ain't lying, brother. But uh, uh, but yeah, it seemed like a pretty solid trip. Seems like a very fun trip. You know, you know, they had a good time. Their team won. They're hyped. They're eating some pies, drinking some milk. Mm-hmm. That actually sounds like fucking legit. They are dude. the Pepsi generation. Yeah, dude. Um. So this is where things get kind of tricky because that was technically the last time that they were ever actually seen. Um, like I was telling Jacob before this, their parents, some of their parents decided to stay up late because from – if you're in the Bakersfield area, and I know a lot of people are like listening from other countries and shit, but like we live in Bakersfield, California. Fresno, California, which I would say is about an hour and 45 minutes away, that was originally what I was thought like the distance was, was for it, but it's not. It's probably closer to like from Bakersfield to Belen, uh, uh What's the town that's close to? Oh, Visalia? Visalia. So it's yeah, closer yeah. to like Visalia, which is about an hour there, an hour back. Pretty solid stuff, nothing crazy. It seems like a very easy drive. Somewhere along this, the... Uh, the boys get turned around because the boys never make it home. And the parents, you know, stayed up all night. 
They call the police the next morning. They're like, hey, our sons never showed up. They do have intellectual disabilities. Um, so we're a little bit worried that something might have happened. And the police, right off the bat, can't find anything. Like, there's just no answers. They, <laughs> I didn't, I don't know if you saw this, but the police right away tell their parents there could have been foul play. Like, right off the bat, they're like, the idea of foul play gets introduced very early. And it's wow. like, and I was like, dude, that would be like, that's I, a, that's to me, that's the last thing you want to tell like a bunch of parents of young gentlemen, right? Regardless of like what their mental state is, right? Mm. But then knowing that all five of them suffer from some kind of mental illness, like or mental disability, like that's to me like that's irresponsible to say. Like you want to keep everything calm. Like hey, we'll do our best to look for them. Maybe they just stopped, you know, at somebody's house, yeah. like on their way. And, you know, they just wanted to spend the night. Again, this is a, a world before the internet, a world before yeah. fucking cell phones. I think fucking, you know, uh, you can even make a phone call past 10 p.m. <laughs> I, I don't know. Th- there was a lot of that. And I didn't hear this a lot in another in a lot of other podcasts, but they do point out, like, oh, there could have been foul play, like, right off the bat. Like, like, and then the parents, you'll see some, like, internet rabbit holes where it's like, maybe they saw something and there was some foul play. Like, you know, down the line, people will talk about theories. But the police kind of make it seem like, well, they were rooting for the other team, and like, <laughs> they, like they it's don't. It's not a Raider they, game. They don't come out and say that, but it's like, you know, foul play is introduced. The police dropped the ball a lot. The other thing that the police they put out basically an APB saying, hey, they were driving this car. Just keep an eye out if you guys see this car, and they get a report right away saying, hey, yeah, it looks like they're there. We saw a car like that um, on on a road. You guys might want to check it out. And then they were just like, nah, there's no way it's that same car. It's too far yeah. away. And I thought that was kind of bullshit. Like wow. right off the bat, the police were just kind of like, nah, it's not that car. There's no way they would have been headed that way. Mm-hmm. Like we're not even going to check it out. Yeah. Th- so uh, originally, so like that day, the very next day, an actual forest ranger, you know, in the national forest that they found it in uh, actually sees the car, but doesn't think anything of it because that happens a lot. You know, people will mm-hmm. pull off to the side of the road. They'll get stuck, you know, they'll jump out of the car, get a ride, you know, somebody with like a Jeep, you know, Wrangler with like four by four wheels and whatnot, right? They'll jump out or whatever and then come back for it, you know, when the snow melts a little bit, right? Or, you know, they go camping, they, you know, park their car right there on the side of the road and they go camping up the hill or whatnot, right? So Forest Ranger sees this car and doesn't think anything of it. However, he sees a report about three days later and immediately reports it back to authority saying like, hey... This is the exact car. And mind you, a fucking 19, what did I say it was? A Montego. Yeah, 1969 Mercury Montego. Like, that is not like your everyday fucking car during this time, right? That, mm-hmm. That's just going to stand out. I believe it was turquoise as well. So immediately, like, when he gets the report, he, he gives it to authorities like, hey, this is the boy's car. You guys need to come, and we need to look for these children now. Mm-hmm. Or not even children, these guys now. So the car is like Jacob said. The the car is discovered. The car is discovered. Uh, it was seventy miles from Chico. Correct. Far away from Yuba City. It was headed in the wrong direction. I actually had to like screenshot a map because I need I needed a visual aid. Yeah, it was Cause, weird, huh? Because I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" So I I screenshotted a map because I was like, "I need to put this together." So we got Chico, California, over here. Yuba City over here. And I believe they started headed up this road, which is yeah. like way out of the way. Like yeah, so instead of going down left, they go down right. Yeah, so they were. I think they were headed 
up a road. I don't know if the road is called Forest Ranch, but it was like headed towards Forest Ranch, which is like they're basically just going straight up in altitude, mm. up a mountain. Um, basically, <laughs> basically, I feel like there's no way that they did not know that they were heading the wrong direction. Like yeah. you came a road that was like pretty pretty flat surface, pretty solid the whole way, and now you're going up a mountain, and something fishy's going on there. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way you this was. A co- an accident like you didn't just fucking make a wrong turn and now you're lost possible they made a wrong turn and now you're lost yeah actually now that i say it out loud it is possible this is before the, the era of gps and all that shit correct um dude by the way if i lived in this time this time period i'd be getting lost like every oh 100 percent dude yeah, i'd dude. get lost in la i have gotten lost in la before fucking you know gps do you remember maps like map quest no 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 like maps like just people straight like, up like my, my dad used to have like little maps like like oh here's a map of la here's a map of this like yeah my dad used to have like maps like in his like not glove compartment but like in the little panel thing i remember one time we were it was like late at night and we were he, he was driving we were in la we were headed back to Bakersfield. And I was like literally having to like <laughs> be his like fucking map his quest. Co-pilot. I like, yeah, I'm like, okay, so you're gonna get on the like the whatever like and I was like, fuck, I don't know. I'm I'm fucking eleven years old, dude. I don't know what I'm doing. Like instead of fucking Siri or Alexa, like yeah. there's Art Arturo over here. <laughs> Just fucking Arturo! Map hey! Which one? Hey! It's coming up, the turn's coming! Hey! Hey! It's like a lot of that, dude. Like my dad was a yeller. <laughs> <laughs> so like um yeah i mean and speaking of maps that's actually what they found in the car like when they when you know he led dep- the forest ranger led deputies the car they found a bunch of wrappers you know from the candies that they bought the pies that they got the cans of pepsi and whatnot the, the milk carton that they bought an actual pristine map of california yeah. sitting in the driver's side passenger seat yeah yeah it's yeah, fucking it's- Scary times, dude. I'm glad we're alive when we are. Cause Hell yes. I would not be traveling as much if it wasn't for like my hey, phone. Dude, having like, we got to go to Rosedale, bust out the fucking oh, map. Oh, shit, dude. Got to be like, all right, which in Alberta you say was? <laughs> Arturo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. And there was not heavy snow, but there was light snow going on that same night. I can imagine how that would be a factor as well. Oh, yeah. Visibility drops. It's nighttime. You're a fucking Mercury Montego. Does not have the lightest brights. It's not like today's vehicles that are like way brighter in the headlights. You know, it's like Batman spotlight and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel about my girl's car. It's like a 2022 fucking Subaru. And when you turn that shit on, I feel like I'm fucking calling Batman out of the fucking Batcave and shit. Fuck, dude. Um, Yeah, so it's not like that. So I can see how they... You know, if your theory is that they just got lost and ended up in the wrong place, you know, that's And fair. it wasn't intentional either because each one of the boys, they were they were wearing winter clothes, but it was light winter clothes because they were yeah. going to be in some climate-controlled environment. They were going to be in the gymnasium. And even the parents would say, like, hey, you guys need to take heavier jackets. There's a forecast. Miles Musio said there's a forecast for fucking snow, you know, in the mountains and whatnot. Like, the temperature's are going to drop. And they're like, nah, it's okay. His Montego has heating in it. Like, mm-hmm. so th- they weren't prepared to face the elements whatsoever they probably had like a windbreaker at best on yeah um so basically at this point you know they're trying to put this all together now they found the vehicle um but don't really have anything else going on uh, at this point um there is one thing i wanted to bring up uh uh, do you want to talk about the gentleman that had the heart attack? Was the last guy to report them? Uh, sure. 
Okay, so I'm trying to find the notes. My notes got really scattered. I well, highlighted my notes like a weirdo, but... Well, when they do find the truck while you're finding oh, here that... Here we go. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, or, it's a live podcast, folks. Sorry, it's, no it's, edits. it's live. No edits, but uh, for some reason, my notes got all fucked up. I believe the gentleman's name is Joseph Scone. Scone. He was the last one to claim that he saw them alive or at least had an interaction with them. Mm-hmm. So he was out there, same road, also kind of got stuck in the snow at this point because it had been snowing in the past. It wasn't really snowing that night. There was some light snow, but nothing super heavy. Correct. Um, but he was trying to, I think he was trying to dig his car out, which, yeah. by the way, I will say, if you live in the snow, one of the, that's people that live in the snow have like a higher risk of heart attacks because people don't realize how hard it is to like tread through snow and dig snow out. So that's what he was doing. He was kind of an out of shape dude. So that's very, it's like you go from like being a couch potato to like running in the fucking like <laughs> triathlon yeah. and the dude suffers a heart attack out there in the middle of nowhere. And he basically is like, fuck, I'm going to die out here. And then goes back in his car. <laughs> Pretty much one of the more terrifying situations you could be in. Like, I know. That that was like a, like a, like a, like, because when we, we do research on these topics, there's always like little side tangents that always pop up. And I always like think of ways like, okay, we got to cut the fat here and whatnot. And at first this was going to be like some fat that I was going to cut off. Yeah. Uh, and then Mr. Joseph Scones is probably going to eat it because I'm assuming he has blockage. His artery was the fat, dude. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. But Heart I was like, dude, this is some man shit. This motherfucker like goes out to the snow like at 5 p.m. and whatnot. Yeah. And he he's basically looking f- like to see how, how much it snowed that day to see if his family can go to the cabin that they have here. Yeah. His car gets fucking stuck in the snow. He tries to push and dig it out or whatever, suffers a heart attack. Jumps back in the car, lets the car run on, you know, fumes basically so he can stay warm and sits there for like eight hours. Just grinds it out. Grinds it out. Grinds out a heart attack. Then I guess, I don't know, he catches his breath or something Like or it's whatever. the fucking hiccups. Like he got the hiccups. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to have to get through this one. It's not a heart attack. It's just heartburn me whole. Like he just fucking just sits there and then like he catches his breath or whatever, walks eight miles to some fucking other cabin where like a manager like drives him to his house or whatever. But I was like, that is like the manliest shit I fucking ever heard in my life. Yeah, dude. Shout out to him. He... Pretty wacky situation, but still very, uh, very manly. I agree. Yeah. Um, but he does report that while he was out there, he saw some headlights headed his direction. He tried flagging them down and yelling for help. Um, and he saw some. Uh, he said it was a group of people that were huddled around that car. Um, and then once he started yelling for help, they quickly turned their lights off and like tried to scatter. Yeah. Um, he also claims that he heard a woman with a baby. Um, but I will say he was suffering from a heart attack, so it could have been that he was just like fucking, his body was just trying to keep him alive and just trying to, you know, you know, as bodies do, they try to keep you alive during heart attacks. And I was thinking about that too. Like either he did see like a group of people and a lady with a baby, or he might've seen some kids who are trying to stay warm with their windbreakers at the snow line. Again, they were 4,400 feet in elevation at the snow line when their car broke down or, or not broke down, got stuck. And it could also have been just them doing this or doing this to keep themselves warm. So yeah. I could have seen in that and he just mistook it as a baby. But I mean, we weren't there, so we don't know. Yeah, no, he, he could have been hallucinating. He could have, and the guys were, they were still a, a good distance away. Like he could see the car, but he wasn't like right next to them. So it's, you know, the amount of people he saw in that, 
you know, he claims to have seen more people than than counting for the boys, the five five boys. So I, I don't know. It, it, his story is a little bit like all over the place, but a lot of people put a lot of a lot of weight into what he says because well, there's like internet theories all over the place because of what he said. To be fair, because he got stuck at five p.m. and he was there for eight hours. And he did see, say that he saw like multiple cars come and go. Mm-hmm. And each time that he called for help, you know, people would turn off their headlights and go the other direction or or take off into the woods and whatnot. So it is possible, too, because where he was stuck at and where he could have seen them at was also in proximity to where their car was found as well. So it is possible that he saw them, but it's also possible by the time that he walked to the ranger station, it could have been somebody else. Mm, possible, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get to the uh, actual discovery of the bodies now. Mm, yes. So, on, so, but before we do, oh, yeah, yeah, go so ahead. at this time, um, you know, as the police investigation is going on, you know, they're sending search and rescue out, you know, because, you know, there's five, you know, mentally disabled guys out there in the wilderness and whatnot, right? And what sucks is, is right at this time, at February 28th, this humongous snowstorm happens mm. and basically covers the entire area, blankets it completely with snow. So that way, like any trace of them, any tracks, any clues, like a missing, you know, hat or watch or anything like that that could be used to identify it is buried in like, I believe someone said like two to three feet of snow. So a blizzard happens and they call, they, ha- they have to call off the search. Yeah. Um, so keep in mind, we're in February when this happens. Dead of winter, February, very difficult. That dude literally had a heart attack <laughs> from walking in the snow, pushing his car in the snow. Like, it's not, if you haven't been through, I've only been in the snow, like heavy snow situations, like two times in my life. So it's not, I'm not saying I'm like fucking Paul Bunyan or some shit. <laughs> but it is, it is a lot more intense than people think it is. Yeah. So just saying, if you're like, I'm going to go run a marathon in the snow, don't do it. Like, even if you're in good shape, you're probably not in that good of shape. Yeah. Like, uh, but anyways, fast forward all the way to June 4th. Correct. Now the snow has melted and a group of motorcyclists went down a trail to maintain the forest service, uh, forest center's campsite where they noticed that in this campsite. So keep in mind, I've, I saw a lot of like misinformation about this. So the campsite is a couple of like, mobile trailers and one that's kind of remember how like in elementary because we went to kind of a ghetto elementary <laughs> yeah, we they did. started building like Winnebago like not Winnebago's but bungalows. Like bungalows yeah it was one of them was a bungalow <laughs> one of them was a bungalow some people were saying that it was like a mobile home trailer but it's more of yeah. a bungalow that they had out there so um <laughs> that was our library too guys yeah it was like our library was a bungalow it was a mobile library just in case like so but just so in case they the, the the fucking Republicans won, they had to burn all the books, all the Where's Waldos. <laughs> <laughs> in case George Bush had a second term. Yeah, it's like in case in case in case Trump wins, we have to burn these like Where's Waldos. Too many African Americans in the Where's Waldos. Um, but um, but basically, um, oh, they, these Where's Waldos <laughs> don't show. Uh, they show they show men critical and, race theory. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird shit. Anyways, mm-hmm. there is some historical evidence in in Where's Waldo books. But anyways, um, they find they they find this bungalow basically like broken into, and they're like, we should probably check this out because yeah. somebody broke in. We're the window. wild hogs. Yeah, it's like we do have to protect w- what's going on over here. 
So at first they go in there and right away they're hit with the smell of death, which I can only imagine. I've smelled dead animals before, but I can only imagine a, a human that's been decomposing for months mm. what that would smell like. And they're like, holy shit, like this is a person. At first they can't even really spot the person because he's so wrapped up in so many like blankets. It's like eight blankets that they said? Yeah, and he was like covering his head in the blankets and just basically they just found him dead. Um and then they realize that they have identified, uh, what is it, Wheeler? Ted Weir, yeah. Ted Weir, sorry. Uh, so they identify Ted Weir, and they're like, We've, we found one of the boys now. Uh, the following day, they find the second one. Uh, I believe it's Madruga. It's, uh, Madruga and Sterling get, get found next. Which is weird, like on opposite sides of the same road. Yeah, 11 miles away, though. So it's like... Okay, so those two are found a couple of miles down the road. And then, uh, by the way, uh, Sterling has basically been, like, eaten by animals. Like, the way that they find his body is just, like, completely... Uh, like, all over the place. Like, the like all the animals, like, had their way with him, yeah. The saddest one is definitely Jack Hewitt's. Jack Hewitt's, his dad is out there. He's, like, determined to find his son. He's the, he's the one that they haven't found yet. There's actually another one they haven't found yet, but... They haven't found him. He goes out there and he finds his son's backbone, and it's just the like, way he finds it too is like heartbreaking as well because <clears throat> the like the searchers were like, hey, so we we are finding you know bits and pieces of you know Madruga and Sterling. Um, it's probably best. I mean, it's only a matter of time before we do find Jack's body. And he goes, it's probably best if you don't come with us because it's there's a high possibility that's going to happen, and that would be. <laughs> fucking terrifying to find your own i i can only imagine like even thinking about me p- placing myself in that situation me finding my son's bones basically but he, he finds his jacket and as he goes to pick up the jacket the spine the whole spine like rolls out and i was like yeah. god damn dude that's fucked up and then you know the next day the sheriff actually finds the guy's skull next to the riverbank and you know they have to use you know dental records to identify it as jack hewitt so at this point you're probably wondering, hey, this seems pretty straightforward. You know, they got lost, they the elements got to them, mm-hmm. a pack of wolves got them, like pretty straightforward. Where it gets kind of interesting is um Ted 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 Weir. Ted Weir's body was found in that Forest Ranger trailer, that bungalow thing, mm-hmm. and inside of there there were plenty of like winter ready jackets. Like they're specifically designed for that style of weather. There were there was plenty of food in there and like military style dry food to last you for the next six months. I think they said oh a whole year for oh, all year. five of them. Yeah, there was a let me see. I actually have the whole thing here. Uh, a dozen C ration cans. I don't know what the hell that is, dude. They're like that must little be some kind of military talk. Yeah, it is like C rations. So what they oh, found- C rations? Is that what it's supposed to be? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like like little like packets that you would use like if you're out in Afghanistan and yeah. like this is what you eat or whatever, right? They're they're actually pretty good. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not it's not going to sizzler quality yeah. or whatever, but it's pretty good considering what it is. Um greater but, assortment of dehydrated foods. Yeah, so there was about a year's worth of the dehydrated foods in one locker. Uh somebody had opened up 12 cans with a P38 uh can opener which unless you're in the military you would only be able to know how to use, which comes to, you know, theories later. Uh but 
like Art was saying, there was all sorts of material to actually make a fire. So like reading material that you can use to kindle a fire, an actual butane tank that you can use to hook up to the bungalow's uh, heating system to be able to use. All of that was untouched and unused. Uh, Ted Weir's body was found wrapped up in, like Art said, like eight or nine different blankets, almost kind of like mummified. Like, But it would have to have been somebody else that did that to him you know, to, I guess, keep him warm. Uh, but he was missing his shoes and his mm. feet were grotesquely gangrene. In, the, in the stages of gangrene. Uh, Ted Weir, he was described to be anywhere from 200 to 230 pounds. And he looks like he had lost half of his body weight yeah, dude. during that time period. So he wasn't eating. So coroners basically attributed to his death with hypothermia and starvation. When they looked at his beard growth, it looked like he hadn't shaved in 13 weeks. So when you do the math on it, when the motorcyclist found his body, it's possible he had died just days before the motorcyclist found his body. So mm-hmm. he, he it's not like he was just rotting there for the entire winter. No, it's very possible he was still alive in, to some degree before they got there. Yeah. Um so obviously a lot of questions at this point. You know, why would they not eat the food? Why would the boys leave? Why would they break up into separate groups? Why would they leave one of their guys behind? Why would they not start a fire? Mm-hmm. You know, there were so many options for them to stay alive and stay healthy. Like what was going on? Obviously we talked about, you know, mental disabilities and that sort of thing and maybe that plays into a factor and it's possible. I mean, yeah. that that is a possibility. One of the parents said that they didn't. They probably thought that that would have been stealing, so they didn't do it because that technically belonged to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, they. I, I believe the oldest gentleman. Uh, let me find who was the oldest one. It uh, was Weir. Yeah. Uh, bi- uh, no, I believe it was Bill Sterling. Isn't? It? Oh no, it's, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, Ted. Yeah, Ted Weir. Uh, Ted Weir. Even though he was the oldest, people say that he had kind of the mental capacity of like a seven year old. Like he and you know when you meet like seven year olds like everything is like good guy bad guy type of thing you know and maybe he thought that like I don't want to steal I don't want to break into a building it's wrong we're gonna get in trouble this is not not a good thing but maybe that's what happened but one of the theories and then should we start getting into theories now because one of the theories I literally just developed right now as we were doing this podcast because <laughs> it kind of hit me like that dude was over here struggling from a heart attack. Um, digging his car out these guys walked all the way over there to get there it's possible that the the um is it ted the one that they found wrapped up in blankets yes it's possible that ted had suffered a heart attack and the boys felt like they were going to get in trouble because he had died from a heart attack and maybe that's why they split up and even though they did fine like maybe he recovered from that heart attack and just was like like totally like if you if you have a heart attack and like air doesn't flow through your body like he, he might have been past the point of like yeah maybe he he has a you know mental disability but um if he had a heart attack or a stroke or something like that oxygen doesn't go to your brain he could have just not been to the point where he could even think about opening up a can of like beans or whatever was there you know like he was just kind of like in a vegetable state or something. And the boys Possibly, freaked yeah. out and they were like, let's get out of here. We're going to get in trouble. Cause he was missing his shoes, but the shoes that they did find in that trailer, uh, were that of Gary Mathias. Yeah. Also kind of strange that that 
mm-hmm. he would leave his shoes behind. Yeah, and one theory was is that you know and this is the simplest explanation is that you know they ran into somebody that you know wanted to take advantage of them and rob them. The only problem with that is is also in the trailer you found you know Ted Weir's wallet which had cash in it, a gold watch which you know the parents said none of the kids had so it was somebody's gold watch, uh, a gold necklace, a gold ring. Uh, and I, like I said, Gary's shoes. So it didn't look like anything had happened where they were missing anything that they owned. And they had gold on them as well as cash. And none of that was missing. Yeah. Um, I guess the other question that people ask is, like, how did they even get to this mountain? Why would they go up this mountain to begin with? Yeah, so they're 70 miles away from where they were supposed to be. And then where the bodies were found was 20 miles away from the actual car. So they would had to have parked the car or got stuck and whatnot, right? The car got stuck and then hiked 20 miles to where this campsite was. So it's also possible, too, that they were they were in light clothing and started to suffer the effects of hypothermia. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the why were they going down this road? We talked about the whole map quest thing, like that they just get lost. They got turned around, took the wrong exit. And started going down this path. Couldn't find a place to turn around the vehicle. It's possible. That is a possibility. One of the theories that police do come up with is that I guess Matt, uh, Mathis had a uh, had a friend that lived in uh, uh, Forbes, Forbes Town, For- Forbes Town. Um, and maybe they wanted to go visit them on the on their way home and just got turned around. Didn't know how to get there. It was not r- the original part of the plan. That's a possibility. I mean, it seems a little bit like, I don't know. It seems like these kids were very much by the book and wanted to stick to the plan. Yeah. I really doubt that they were just like last minute, like, let's go visit fucking Kevin or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> and then they interviewed Kevin, quote unquote. And they said, like, dude, we haven't talked to or seen Gary in years. So it's it's very improbable that even they would just show up at like 10, 11 o'clock at night unannounced. Also, too, all five of them were looking forward to the game the next day. Yeah. They actually even told their parents, like, hey, I'm going to lay out all my basketball gear and wake me up in the morning so I don't miss, you know, the tournament. So they are all, like, eager to get home so that way they can play basketball in the tournament the next day. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't buy that one. I think that, that the fact that they were ready to go, they were going to take that game that they had the next day very seriously, their clothes was ready to go, you know, I don't buy that. Hmm. What I think might have happened and then this is not i thought it was going to be a an original theory but apparently other people have had this theory online uh but uh gary mathis who is the gentleman who suffered from schizophrenia and he was a he was one of the few that had his driver's license um i could see a scenario where either he decided to take the wheel because uh, he did have a driver's license or Maybe he started to have a schizophrenic episode where he, you know, my grandma was schizophrenic. And when I was a kid, some of the shit she would say, she would always tell me like, oh, there's witches burning me and all this stuff. She had like all these like crazy things that would freak me the fuck out, man. (laughs) Like, and I could see how, you know, if you're in a room full of like, you know, adults, but still have like uh, mental disabilities, I could see how that might scare them, especially, you know, your oldest one in the group has like the mental capacity of like a seven year old. It would 
maybe freak them out and be like, oh, maybe he's telling the truth. Like, let's get out of here and take down this, go down this road because someone is chasing us. And all the parents did say that they didn't perform well under pressure or under stressful events. So I can also see that as well. It's also worth noting that uh, Gary's parents said that he didn't take his medication that day because he wanted to be, how, how do you put this, you know, in the best way possible? He wanted, he didn't want the medication basically to slow him down uh, when game time started. And he also didn't take the medication with him on the trip because he expected to be back in enough time to be there uh, the next day so he could take it after the game and whatnot, right? So it's possible that he went too long without the medication, yeah. started having his schizophrenic episode, was freaking the other guys out, and, you know, he was telling him something to where, like, oh, we need to turn down this road so we can hide from the kukui or whatever the fucking shit or whatever. Because yeah. uh, I don't believe that they were running from anybody because the police said that the car was unscathed. The undercarriage of the car was unscathed. And, you know, and they said that if it was somebody that was, like, you know, going down the road really fast to escape something, there would be a lot of damage damage to the low-hanging muffler, which there was none. It was mm-hmm. in pristine. So it, it, it indicates that the car was going slow, you know, on this bumpy, you know, off-road uh, terrain. Uh, it's also worth noting, too, that there was nothing mechanically wrong with the car. When the police hot-wired the car, the engine started right up. So it's not like they, uh, you know, had mechanical issues. The car had plenty of gas, so it's not like they ran out of gas and were, you know, looking for a station somewhere up in the mountains or whatever. So I do agree with you on that. I do think that Gary not taking his medication, having a past where he did have very violent and very chaotic episodes of schizophrenic issues or whatnot. I mean, he actually went to jail. He actually hurt people. He actually groped people sexually during this time frame. Um, so it is possible that <clears throat> on their way home after this jolly trip from, you know, UC Davis whooping the shit out of Chico state, you know, he, the chocolate milk didn't fucking hit right. And yeah. <laughs> it messed up. You know, it's funny, but it, like, it's, it's, it's possible that it messed him up some way. He started thinking that, you know, the guy from Jeepers Creepers was following him and we got to hide in the woods. Yeah. They get stuck. They can't. They, now they say that they were capable of pushing the car out. But if you're already dealing with people that have limited mental capacities, they probably thought like, oh, shoot, let's just jump out and find somebody that can help us. They started hiking and got lost, obviously, because none of them had any. I mean, I we don't suffer from any mental disabilities, and I'm pretty sure we would get lost. Yeah, you know, I mean, we didn't have our no map quest. It's dark. It's snowing a little bit. Another thing, it's like, let's say they, they're like, okay, let's stop here, try to come up with the game plan, let's look at the map, let's get out of the car, look at the map, see what's going on here. All of a sudden, you hear someone yelling, like, help! Like, you know, yeah. in the background, some dude having a heart attack. You don't know who's out there. He's, like, yelling. Maybe you don't even hear help. You just hear, like, the echo of someone screaming. Correct. And That's then what I was thinking, too. And then you're like, oh, shit, maybe, like, was it Gary the one that was having the, <laughs> um, is it Gary the one? I keep I keep mixing up the names. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. So yeah, Gary was having the uh, might have been having the uh, schizophrenic episode. It's possible that they were like, "Oh fuck!" Like, yeah, maybe Gary was right. There's someone out here and they're yelling at us. Like, maybe maybe he's onto something. So like, maybe that's what causes them to be like, "Let's get the fuck out of here and run." Mm-hmm. And they run. So this is where you know my two theories connect. They run. One of them has a heart attack. And because running through the snow is no joke. Correct. So even though they're young dudes, like 
running through the snow is no joke. One of them has a heart attack. They take him. They're like, let's break in. Let's like leave him here. He's he's back awake now, but he's more like in a fucking state of like vegetable state <laughs> now because you know. Although the other dude recovered from his heart attack. Heart attacks are kind of a thing where it's like without medical assistance, some people don't recover from them. It doesn't even have to be a heart attack. Like I was thinking too, like it could be just hypothermia in general. Your body just starts to break down. You want to fall asleep, which is kind of like how they found the other two, uh, Madruga and Sterling, kind of like, you know, it's like trying to fall asleep positions, I guess you could say. And then maybe that just happened. Like they started to succumb to hypothermia. They don't have enough clothing on. Uh, they, they, like I said, with Ted Weir's feet, they started to have gangrene on them. And it's possible that, you know, they just succumb to the elements through that way. It didn't even have to be a heart attack. And then they just so happened to find that trailer. You got to think it's, it would take hours, if not days to get to that trailer, 20 miles. That's no joke. Right. In the middle of the night, in the middle of the snow. Right. And I think maybe that's a possibility that happened. And they, he was able to live for so long, you know, because he had the 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 protection of the the bungalow, and yeah. they were probably splitting those twelve cans or whatever. And then everyone's talking about how Gary Mathias he has never been seen since. They find all of the kids' bodies, but Gary's body has never been found, either dead or alive. Now it's possible, and this is what I think with Gary too. Yeah, I I'm right there with you. I think he had a schizophrenic episode, and the boys kind of succumb to the elements due to that. Right. But I think, and it goes to a backstory about Gary where at one point he was either visiting his grandmother or living with his grandmother in Oregon. He had a schizophrenic event and walked back home from Oregon to, I believe it's like Marysville, California, which is by Chico. And you know, that's uh, still a long time, dude. That's That's 500 miles, which took him a couple of days. And he was living off of people's milk on their front porch and dog food. So I'm thinking that he had the schizophrenic episode thought, Hey, I'm just going to walk to grandma's house in Oregon and either also succumb to the elements. Now you're from fucking where they were at right there going up North to Oregon. There is vast amounts of fucking trees. Oh, yes. You're in Bigfoot country, dude. Yes. Like, we've covered Bigfoot. Bigfoot's out there for sure, dude. Like, it's cold. Even in the summer, it gets cold at night over there. Like, it's not a friendly terrain at all. Mm -hmm. Even if there's houses out there. I've been to that area. I was in Paradise, California, which no longer exists as far as I'm aware because it burned down due to forest fires. But, um... It is a rough terrain, and I've been out there in the summer. It gets really hot in the summer and really cold in the night. Or sorry, really hot in the day, really really cold at night. And I I didn't know that. That that is interesting. I had no idea about that that he did that. But that you know that's the equivalent of like walking from like Bakersfield to Sacramento. Yeah. And just doing it barefoot kind of thing. It's like or not barefoot, but like on foot kind of thing. You know. Yeah. That's rough. That is a rough rough. And that's why I think they never found his body. I don't think that he had some nefarious thing where he joined the mafia or fucking the Illuminati and, you know, disposed of these kids' bodies or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was anything like that. I do think he has some responsibility with it, but I do think he he, he did flip out, and, of course, he succumbed to those elements as well. Yeah. So he just probably made it a little bit farther because of his experience, not only in the Army, but also because, too, like he, he has done that trek before and he probably got caught up you know somewhere between eureka and oregon and whatnot right and his bones are all over the place if not 
There's also bears buried. out there. Yeah. And if a bear got him, you're probably not finding the bones. No, you're not. Or so, wild boars, too, because they yeah. eat the bones, too. So Yeah. Which we do have, by the way. So. Yeah, especially Northern California. Man, that's rough. I did not know that about him. But, I mean, and again, this is all speculation. We're not saying that that's what happened. But I think that that's a really solid theory, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to say we solved it, but that's this is about as close as we solved it to, than, like, we were, besides, you know, Era 51, we solved that one for sure. <laughs> but, um, was, yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid one. Again, this is one that, like, felt really close to home. Like, it was just, like, dudes hanging out, going to a sports game. Like, you know, we we did that so many times where we would go to, like, Fresno or L.A. to see, like, Lamb of God or see, like, whoever in L.A., like, Nine Inch Nails in San Francisco, like... Or even to see Idaho, Boise State versus yeah, fucking Fresno to, State, yeah. yeah. It's crazy, because th- that, that, I guess that's the most similar trip to that, because we went that night, and then we came back to Bakersfield that mm-hmm. same night, like, back when I used to be able to be doing that shit. I can't do that anymore, <laughs> but, like, yeah, you're right. That is something that, you know, we would we would do, like, just go see a game and come back. And, and I've been lost, too. You, we talked about a time frame before fucking GPS and cell phones and shit. Like, yeah. I've done that before. Like, just going to Long Beach, you know, for, you know, whatever event that me and my buddy Ben went to and whatnot, and getting lost through L.A. somehow, some way, because I missed the I-5 turnoff and whatnot, right? So, I mean, that could happen to kids even who don't suffer from mental disabilities. I just feel sorry for the parents because... Here you you you've spent a lifetime raising like each one of them are either in their early twenties or early thirties, right? A whole lifetime like raising these kids with special needs, and then you get to a point where they're deemed high functioning, and you trust them enough to take a one hour voyage by themselves up north somewhere on a road trip, and you trust them enough to come back each night, whatever, right? That takes a lot of trust. Like, there's there's kids out there, like, I, I don't even trust that don't suffer from any mental illness. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't trust on that, right? And then the heartbreak that, 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 that they'll never see their kids again. Like, as a parent, like, I told you this before, like, when we were recording the Patreon, like, I would feel fucking guilt for the rest of my life. Yeah. Dare I say, like, I wouldn't probably commit suicide after that because it's just like, fuck, like, I've, I've got, I would feel like I that, have blood on my hands. That's rough, thing. man. Like, I think that losing a child has to be the, like, ultimate, like, how do you come back from that? Like, how do you just, you know, there's no just going back to work at the old mill. Like, like you, there's no way you don't change as a person. Like, like, that's rough. Like, I, I, I honestly can't imagine, like, you know, it should always, like, the, 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 the cycle of life should be, like, the young should bury the old. And, like... Dude, I look at my kid all the time and I think like, damn, I you better outlive me, dude. Like like that yeah. I, I think about that all I know that's dark as shit to I, say. No, no, absolutely. I mean, but we've had we you know, not to turn this into like a personal thing, but you know, a guy that we used to work with at Target, he recently passed away and it's like and he, he was, was younger he than was us. younger than us. Like we've had friends our age, you know, that that have passed away and things like that. Like how that's rough. Like th- that is a rough thing to do, and and there's a lot of like knucklehead mentality. Like when I was younger and like thought I was invincible and things like that. Like like I would do shit where I was like, you know, not shouldn't have been doing type of thing, you know. And like I mean, these kids. I'm not saying that they were doing anything they weren't supposed to be doing, but like you know that moment when I read that line that the parents would stay or staying up just to make sure that their parent their kids made it home. Okay, it reminded me a lot of like when I would be like out doing some dumb shit, coming home like, 
kind of like fucking drunk or high or something like that and then like my mom would be awake absolutely and it'd be like dude that that reading that line alone like touched me because i was like dude who i am now is completely i'm glad i mean i would hate to be the same dude i was you know at 35 then i was at 25 like there's no way like you should not be the same dude but like like that that was a, a very like touching episode i don't think we do a lot of like Hallmark episodes or like Hallmark channels, I mean. Yeah. Like, this is a very Hallmark starring, channel. Starring Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. Like this is one that like kinda like pulled up my heartstrings a lot of times for a couple of reasons. That reading that line and then like, you know, having someone in my life who I care about who, you know, has like, you know, uh mental handicap or whatever you want to call it, you know, where it's like, um, like I wonder what life is gonna be like, you know, years down the line and that sort of thing, you know. Um so like, it is it is a, uh, a touching episode for me personally because I was like I didn't expect it to me I, when I pitched this idea I was like there's another one of those funny mysteries we're gonna cover or is yeah. uh, and then who stole the sandwich and that <laughs> dude woke up you know like remember the one we did uh, actually like almost one year ago today the one for the uh, guy that went missing during the Super Bowl that's right yeah like I thought this was gonna be something more in that vein and then um, it was a little more emotional I would say a little more touching yeah, sometimes they gotta be like that though yeah. man because I mean. I'd always, and I told you this when we were doing the Patreon, there was a lot of podcasts I was listening to that covered this topic that would apologize ahead of time, like, hey, it's graphic content, very sensitive due to the nature of the kids or whatever. I'm like, why would you do that? Like, I've listened to millions of hours of true crime podcasts, and I've never heard a consensus of that. And then, like, once you get done doing the research of this topic, you're like, oh, I can see why, because it... In some way or another, like it's gonna touch your cold heart one way or another. I feel yeah, like. yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of like the um, we don't really we never do that. We didn't. I mean, we didn't lay out a uh, hey, just so you guys know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this one's a little bit deeper or whatever. But I, but I mean, I feel like our audience is mature enough to be able to handle. It's yeah. not like we're gonna like make comments about the guy's penises or whatever. He was fucking fat, dude. That's why he had a heart attack, dude. R word, R word, R word, Cheetos, bro. Oh, yeah. Or you could go R word with it, but... Like, yeah, no. So. <laughs> I was just gonna make fun of that dude for having a heart attack, but... But heart disease is serious, guys. Yeah. Fucking do your cardio, guys. <laughs> fucking do your cardio. Lay exercise. Off. Exercise the most important muscle in your body, your heart, guys. Come on now. Yeah, true. Anyways, man, you got anything else? No. <laughs> yeah. You want to do a funny episode next week? You want to do the history of farts? Sure. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's all I got. It was pretty solid episode. Kind of a short, sweet. Jacob's going to go root for the Cowboys. Cry. See how that goes. <laughs> Not going to lie. If we, when you guys hear this episode, you probably the game had already fucking taken place. If uh, it, it, if Jacob's the Cowboys going to be like, we done boys. Yeah, if you see or, a bunch of that on our fucking Facebook group, you know who won, but... If not, if I'm a little quiet, you know why as well. Dude, if if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, you have to, like... I'm flying to Dallas, dude. You, you have to, like... I was going to say, like, do, like, hashtag Weed and Boys and, like, make that your, like... <laughs> do, does uh, Instagram let you have... You know your, like, Instagram caption or whatever? Oh, like, that's you have, right. You have to go all out, dude. Yeah, like, Weed don't, and Boys. Don't half-ass it and be like, oh, no, I'm just going to honestly, like... No. I'll just, I'll just buy the championship towel. <laughs> I'm going to wear that big-ass fucking cowboy, foam cowboy hat, and I'm going to, like, have, like, some... You know those, like, toy guns that go pop, 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 pop? Yeah. Well, in this climate, dude, I wouldn't do that because... Uh, 
you probably get shot in the street. Actually, you're pretty white, dude. You'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of privilege. Yeah, <laughs> this way up, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was like gonna be like you know that that crazy cowboy guy from The Simpsons or whatever yeah, like yeah. I was be like hey, about them cowboys just pop 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 just doing a lot of that shit yeah, but yeah. if That's not cool. I'm gonna be listening to a lot of Nine Inch Nails Hurt if dude we lose. You, you should if 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 the uh, Cowboys do win the Super Bowl like that's. That's worthy of a super uh, like of a flight or a drive to to uh, Texas to do that, dude. Yeah. Like, uh, I would I would probably do that. I would ha- I th- think I think I would have to do it if like the Bears won the Super Bowl, just because that feels like it's like a once in a lifetime yes. type of thing. You go to that parade, sir. I, I have to. Go. I would have to call out of work and be like, "Hey guys, sorry, it's super last minute, but I I can't come in. I have to go to that parade." <laughs> I have, I would have to do it, dude. I would have to have to. No, do I it. don't blame you. Yeah. yeah. One of my biggest regrets is the 2014 NBA. I think did I mention that this year or last oh, this year, this episode or last episode? Probably last. I uh, that was one of my biggest regrets that I didn't do it. But I wasn't like financially prepared to do something like that. But I think I would have to do it this this time if the Bears won the Super Bowl. Yeah, get a Capital One credit card, baby. <sighs> I I have I think I have enough like flyer miles where I could do it like. Just fly me to like you know Kansas, and I'll just drive the rest. <laughs> just walk the rest, like Gary. <laughs> yeah, just don't die. Just like fucking like Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump shit. that shit, dude. You get like an army of like. Or <laughs> I know other. I know Ernesto. I know a couple of Bears fans that would be like, dude, let's just fucking rent a car. We'll sleep in the car and we'll make it there, dude. There you go. Get yeah. some milk. Yeah, milk and cookies. There you go. And a pie. Oh, that sounds delicious. Right yeah. now. A fucking uh, uh, a fucking nice uh, uh, pumpkin pie. Yeah, oh, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie and a parade. Come pumpkin on, man. Pumpkin pie, some Kahlua cream pie, mm. some, uh, what's that one pie? Pecan. Pecan pie. Mm. Pecan pie, underrated, dude. But You're going to need the pecan pie because you're going to need the calories to be standing in the fucking <laughs> crowd for that long. Oh, it's going to end. It's going to be, a, if it happens, it's going to be in a Chicago winter, so it's going <laughs> to be like, you don't know. It could be snowing. Like, Michigan's not frozen, so it's just nothing but ice-cold wind hitting you. Yeah, don't but don't wear it. Don't wear a fucking. I'm uh, from. I'm in California, dude. I'm gonna be wearing. I'm just gonna be wearing a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> nips out. My fucking nipples out like J Lo. <laughs> nips out for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> or nips out for a fucking. <laughs> quarterbacks, J- dude. Yeah, but Justin Fields. Justin Fields. <laughs> Fuck it, whatever, man. But uh, no problem. All right, yeah, good episode. Solid yes. episode. <laughs> All right, everybody. So with that said, guys, if you wanna, if you got your own theories of what happened to the Yuba County Five. Uh, guys, hit us up on all the social medias over at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter, we're at Art and Jacob Do A1, because goddamn son, that's sometimes just how a steak is done. Uh, if you want to help support this podcast in any which way possible, highly recommend heading on over to Patreon over at patreon.com slash Art and Jacob Do America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. And like I say, week in and week out. Those episodes over there on the Patreon, nine times out of ten, are better than the actual episodes you're hearing for free today. I think this was this episode that we just did right now was a banger, but the actual Patreon that we did before this was even that much better. So if you're digging this episode, you want to hear something better, head on over to the Patreon, donate $1 for the entire month, get access to a bonus episode every single week, as well as access to 134 other episodes uh, they're in the bank over there. So head on over there. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, head on over to the official website at artandjacobdoamerica.com. Follow the merch links. We currently have four designs up. 
probably got to start designing some more shit or whatever, right? Uh, but head on over there. Uh, buy a shirt, buy a hat, buy whatever they fucking slap a logo on and whatnot, right? Uh, but it's not so much to help us financially as we probably see 25, 30 cents from every uh, sale over there. Uh, but it's more or less to help promote this podcast. So if you're up in the Yuba County Mountains or wherever that place was at. Chico, California. Chico, California. And somebody's suffering a heart attack in their 1969 Mercury Montego. And they see an Art Jacob Do America t-shirt. You should probably help them first, but just in case you don't help them, uh, at least they know a really good po- quality podcast that has almost 300 episodes that they can binge while they're waiting for the snow to melt or their car to die or for help to arrive. True. Do the Lord's work in that way, right? Every little bit helps. So do that. Uh, while you're also doing that, guys, if you want to hear other great podcasts, I highly recommend heading over to podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So go on over there. Listen to our boys over at the Sofa King podcast as well as Robots for Eyes and Paranormal Punchers. But guys, my voice once again. You know, this is only only when we record the podcast, dude. I fucking have a job where I talk for eight hours of the day. I yeah. never lose my voice. Only on Sundays or Saturdays, whenever we fucking record, I start to lose my voice. On but, the other days, you're like you're like singing like a monkey. Like, oh, do, 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 do. <laughs> as soon as we start doing the podcast, you're like, oh, hey, everybody. And then on Monday when I go to work, I'm like the fucking whale from that Disney movie that, like, that sings opera and shit. But. <laughs> What's that one it, like Italian singer that sings like Bavarotti or some shit like that? It's, it's something like that, isn't it? Pavarotti. Pavarotti. Bavarotti. I don't know, dude. I don't know that shit. Yeah, fucking Mercado Latino <laughs> version of that shit. Bavarotti. <laughs> oh, goddamn. That's so with Jacob, dude. Bavarotti. So with that said, guys, that's a, that's a shirt. Put that on a fucking yeah. t-shirt. With that said, guys, goodbye and good night. Good night. Go Cowboys. God bless America. There you go.